This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you information of special interest to new migrants to Dunedin. Welcome to Settlement Information with Citizens Advice Bureau. Kia ora koutou, ko ana toku ingoa, ko te pau whakawhiranaki o Otipoti Tokumahi. I'm Anna, the manager at Citizens Advice Bureau. Um, so as you all probably know, we're an independent community organisation offering free, confidential and independent service of information, assistance and referral. doesn't matter what your question is, we'll help. If we can't help you directly, we'll find someone who can. So we can help anyone with anything. Um, and we encourage everyone to discover your rights. Um, and we're very clear that information about your rights should be readily accessible to everyone. So today I've got Vanu with me. She's a volunteer at CAB and on the board and she's going to share her experience of moving to New Zealand from India and how she found looking for a rental. Hello Anna, good afternoon. Oh, thank you for having me here today. Well, let us start. Like uh, if you're new to New Zealand or even Dunedin here, you'll first thing that comes up in your mind is finding a place to live, where you're going to live and how to find it, where to find it and what will be the rents and what the processes are and all this stuff. Mm. And they'd be quite different from India. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we just find a property there, you know, it'll be just on the, uh, you know, there's no actually like a regulated you know website or anything like that you just it's a word of mouth or you mm. and, and is it is the enough property for everyone like f- where you were looking do you know what I mean like here there's quite a shortage now so is it easier to find property back home uh, not really there's always shortage and you know particularly when you're looking in a one area maybe mm. it's closer to where you work or where the schools are for your children mm-hmm. So there's always a shortage, but uh, even here, as you said, it's become, uh, you know, more difficult. more difficult to find a rental property. Mm. But uh, we moved in here around 12 years back. Yeah. And we didn't absolutely, we didn't have a clue, like, you know, how to find a property or, you know, what are the rules, as I said. Then as my husband was at the university studying, Mm-hmm. He first started staying in a uni place, like a uni accommodation. But when we moved in, like I and with my child, mm-hmm. we thought it's not very right to bring up a child in a in a, in a, in a smaller place and, you know, very busier. And uh, it, it used to get very loud during the evenings and weekends. Mm-hmm. Then we decided we need a house somewhere in the suburbs where it's quiet and where the, there are good schools yeah so then you know we made friends and we started asking them where to find a rental property and we were suggested to uh, you know look at trade me Mm. or contact the property managers yeah and you know there were I mean or contacting the landlords directly if you knew there is a property vacant Mm -hmm. so that's how all it started and we did find our first property through Trade Me. Mm. It's probably the 
the most comprehensive database of, would you say, yes. of, of property that's available to rent? Yeah, and it also gives you an idea what is the accommodation and what is the rent and, yeah. you know, all those things. So that was a bit easier for us. So the, all the information's clear at the start, you mean? Yes, it yeah. was. It was yeah. very clear. Mm. And one thing what was new for us was the bond. Oh, yes. Yeah, we didn't know that we had to lodge a bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it'll come up to five or six weeks rents at the beginning of your tenancy. That was something new. But back home, there was nothing like a bond or anything like that. We mm. had to pay 10 months rent in advance. Wow. It was quite huge. Yes. Wow, that's heaps. Yes. Gosh. And then you always had to stay that. Is that how much... Um notice you had to give at the end to 10 months because um, were you always paying in advance yeah there was nothing as such and you know at the end of your tenancy if you want to vacate the property the landlords you know we used to tell them maybe one month or oh, whenever yeah. we found another house or when we wanted to uh, vacate that property we used to just inform the landlord and he would ask us you know some time for him so that he could give us back the 10 months yeah. advance what we paid yeah but at the same time, at the end of the tenancy, you know, there, there are there were some rules like, you know, you have to keep the property neat and tidy. Mm-hmm. And these days I heard that they're asking, you know, before you enter the property, they'll ask you for the charges to paint the house. And once you vacate, again, they, you, they paint the house. Maybe those costs were included. Mm. But now things are changing. Mm-hmm. If you have damaged the property, just like uh, the uh, things work here. They do, you know, detect from your 10 months advance yeah. what you've paid. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing what I would uh, like to share here is we didn't know that there was Citizens Advice Bureau. Yeah. Yeah, we could easily, we could have come to us, I mean, you guys and, you know, yeah. talk about, you know, where to find a house or how the, how the things work here. Yeah. But we didn't know that something like this amazing existed. I'm lucky that I'm a volunteer here now and I really, you know, spread the word and I tell everyone, come come to us, we'll help you. How did you first find out about Citizens Advice Bureau? Do Citizen- you remember? Yes, I do. I remember, uh, I got to know when I found a small advertisement in a newspaper mm. that Citizens Advice Bureau is looking for volunteers. Ah. I didn't know what it was actually. I just applied and I had an interview. Then I got to know how the system works. Yeah. And I was so glad that, you know, I'm part of the... Yeah. And the service is available for other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so we've had quite a few stories, uh, people coming into CAB, haven't we? Yes, yes. We get a lot of calls from new students Mm. who are flatting or, you know, renting a property and even you know like the wider community we yeah. just get calls about you know like issues with uh, a lot of issues like anyone could face in a rental properties mm. and we have a lot of resources we can help them mm. you know way to find things and what their rights are and yeah. everything yeah yeah we particularly get a lot at this time when the students are moving in don't we um, yes and we've had a few walk-ins where the property hasn't really been up to scratch. Um, yes. But, yeah, our laws are very strong here, actually, and, um, you know, the responsibilities of the landlord are very clear and the rights of the tenant. So, 
Yeah. So was there anything else when you first came that you would advise other people, you know, thinking back to when you first came, any little tips? Yeah. I would say that research, you know, go, do a good research or contact your local CAB. Mm. They're the right people, you know. Yeah. They can guide us yeah. to the right places. And they really, you know, they are good and they'll tell us what the rights of the tenants are yeah. as well as the rights of landlords. Mm -hmm. So that's very handy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and tenancy.govt.nz is a very good website, isn't it? Yes, too. it is. It, it's very clear. Yeah. Um, explaining everything. Yeah. Um, so should we talk about what a tenancy agreement yes. should include? Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, that'll... Um, because that's the critical document, isn't it, when people move into a flat is making sure that tenancy agreement is sound and it's yeah. got everything included that needs to be because if there's any issues, that's... If you haven't got a tenancy agreement, basically, you don't have many rights. Yes. And you can't really... Um, the, the, the tenancy tribunal tribunal will not deal with anything if there's not a tenancy agreement. Yes, or yes. Or your name's not on the tenancy agreement. Absolutely, and we could just tell them what a tenancy agreement should have. Yeah. Yeah. So the minimum minimum details is the full names of the landlord and the tenant or tenants. Yeah. But maybe we should just say that some people decide there's just a head tenant and there is the only name on the tenancy agreement with the landlord. But that means the tenant that head tenant is the only person that could ever deal with the disputes tribunal or deals with the landlord directly. Um they are then able to have other flatmates, but yeah. they but they are just classed as flatmates and and don't have really any rights. Yeah, I mean they can be asked to leave with a reasonable notice. Yeah. So it's always pays to have every tenant's name on the tenancy agreement, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, very true. So and the the, the addresses, the contact addresses of the landlord and the tenants should be on it. Yes. Um, and if there's different postal address, you need to put that on there. Yeah. Mobile numbers, email addresses. Yes. The address of the property, the date the tenancy agreement is signed. Yes. Uh, when the tenancy starts. Mm -hmm. um, and also mention what type of tenancy. Yeah. So like, let's. Should we just have a quick talk about that? Whether yeah. it's fixed. F fixed. Yeah. You, do you want to sort of say what the difference is between fixed term and um, periodic? It's really. So fixed term is when it's for a certain period, often 12 months, and often student flats are that, that type yeah. of tenancy, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and periodic just means it'll keep going until one or the other wants to end the tenancy. Yeah, maybe for six months or three months. Yeah, although can... even people that stay for years will be on a periodic tenancy, yeah. won't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that the, the agreement has to state which, yeah. which sort of agreement it is. Yes, And yes. we're going to go... Later, we're going to talk about the new tenancy laws that have come into effect, which there's a few changes to that periodic tenancy. Yeah. Um, yeah, also the requirement is the house should be warm, drier, and safe. It should yeah. have uh, smoke alarms yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's part of that. Um, yeah. So the other things, the amount of bond that needs to be paid needs to be written on it. Mm-hmm. 
um, and the amount and the frequency of the rent payments and where they're paid to and any um, personal items or pieces of furniture that were provided by the landlord. That should all be there. Yeah. And then what you were talking about, um, so there's this new statement, so that it's called an insulation statement as part of that healthy homes or that mm-hmm. warmer, safer, drier mm-hmm. rental homes. But the insulation statement... Um, so any tenancy agreement that was signed on or after the 1st of July 2016 must include a signed statement from the landlord about the location, type and condition of all the insulation present. Um, and if he hasn't been able to get that information, then the statement must say what information is missing and why the landlord couldn't obtain it. Um, because there might be something like um, they can't get under the house. You know, yeah. so they'd, they'd have to state why that that was the case. Yes. Um, and so, what else needs to be included in that warmer? Um, there's this new thing, apart from the insulation statement, is this healthy home standard statement. Yes. Um, and that came in on any agreement signed after the first of July 2019. Yeah. Um, Homes need to be warm and well well ventilated. Mm-hmm. That's one of the requirement. Yeah. Yeah. Under a healthy home standards, landlords will need to provide a fixed heater that can directly heat the main living room mm-hmm. at least to 18 degrees Celsius. And the house should have openable windows, doors in each habitable space, range hood in kitchens and bathrooms that vents out the air, vents out outside. Yeah. Have a ceiling and underfloor insulation, as you already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Ensure the rental property has sufficient drainage. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the other thing that that needs to be included is an insurance statement. So, again, after August 2019, there must be a signed statement from the landlord about whether or not the property is insured. Yeah. Um, And if it is, what's the excess? Mm -hmm. And um, what's the liability, Mm -hmm. the tenant's liability for any damage? Um, so, again, you can find a tenancy agreement um, template and boarding house tenancy agreement templates on that tenancy services website, which I was just saying before, which is tenancy.govt.nz. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, also I would say uh, everyone, as you mentioned, go to the tenancy services website yeah. to find out more about the requirements, mm-hmm. which vary for different regions in New Zealand. Ensure you're familiar with the important safety requirements for installing or repairing insulation or get it get it in a professional way. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, the, the, there is some new um, – we're going to just give you a little summary of the um, tenancy laws, the yeah. new ten- tenancy laws. Yes. So the first phase came in August last year and – that was mostly about whether about rent only being able to be increased every 12 months. So rent increases are limited to once every 12 months. It used to be once every six months. Mm-hmm. Um, any rent increase notices given to tenants must comply with the new 12-month rule. That's on any um, that were after the 12th of August 2020. Yeah. Um, so the phase two which came into effect on the 11th of February this year. Yeah. Um, there, was quite, there was quite a few, um, there was multiple changes 
to parts of tenancy law. Um, so landlords will not be able to end a periodic tenancy without cause mm-hmm. by providing 90 days notice. So new termination grounds, um, uh, I, from memory, if there's a, the, the people want to move into their own rent, rental themselves, the landlord actually wants to move, or a family member wants to move in, or if there's some major work that needs to be done. Yes. Yeah. So, also, fixed-term tenancies signed on or after the 11th of February will convert to a periodic tenancy at the end of the fixed term, unless both parties agree. So, say the people were on a fixed term and they wanted to stay, then actually it has to then convert to a periodic tenancy and they're allowed to stay. Yes. Um, But, for example, students might not want to do that. But both parties have to agree, the landlord and the tenant, if it's they are going to stick to the to 12-month fixed term. Um, also, tenants can ask to make minor changes to the property and landlords must not decline if the change is minor, for instance, putting up their own curtains. Yeah, this is the new law. Yeah. It's very important. And, you know, if you're renting a property, you can feel at home. Like if you want to hang a picture of your yeah. family or yeah, something, yeah. which was not allowed before, yeah. this is something new yeah. and it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. And rental properties can't be advertised without the rental price listed because there used to be a bit of bidding. Yeah. Um, and they're not they're allowing that not to happen. Also, fibre broadband can be requested to be installed. If fibre's available at the at the street, the landlord should put it in at no cost to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the major ones. And then coming in on the in the third phase in August yeah. is um, the way ten- tenancies can be terminated if family violence or landlord assault has occurred. So family violence, tenants experience family violence will be able to terminate a tenancy without financial penalty and a physical assault of a landlord will be able to issue a 14-day notice to terminate the tenancy if the tenant has assaulted the landlord, the owner, a member of their family or the landlord's agent and the police have laid a charge against the tenant in respect of the assault. So um, you can subscribe for information. If you want to stay up to date with the residential tenancies amendments, um, you can actually subscribe to the updates which is available on that tenancy.govt.nz website. And so um, there's also a tenancy services number if you have any questions about tenancy services, 0800 836 262. And, of course, Citizens Advice Bureau is um, always available and we're quite familiar with all of this stuff because we get many, many clients asking questions don't we? And we're quite familiar with the legislation. Yeah. Um, so we're here, we're at, um, for face-to-face, we're at Rogers House, 155 Princess Street on the ground floor. Um, and over the phone, um, 471-6166 or 0800-367-222. Um, and our website is www.cab.org.nz. And on there you can do an online chat too. Yes. Yeah, there will be one of the volunteers, you know, somewhere sitting. Somewhere in, in New Zealand, in not New necessarily Zealand. in Dunedin. Yep. Yeah. Will be available. Um, yeah, yeah, quickly I would like to say if you have any problems with your rental, mm-hmm. uh, like a water leak or a broken lock, the best way to sort it out is by talking to your landlord yeah. or the property management. Yeah. 
uh, make sure you learn about the rights and responsibilities of the landlord and the tenant so you both know what you should be doing you can find this information on tenancy services mm. as you've already mentioned yeah and and along with that if you are if you do th- see things you know that first property inspection is really important isn't it yes so it's really good idea when you first move in to take photos of absolutely everything how the state of the house was when you moved in yeah. and then when the first property inspection is done um, and then you can say what you know what you require to be fixed and they um, are obligated to do that if if you have problems with them actually not then doing the things you've asked them to the, you've got to do that 14-day notice to fix, which is a formal way to say you've got 14 days, please. But if they have any issues, again, at the end of all this, and we can always help people with this whole process, Yes. but it's the um, tenancy tribunal that will sort sort issues out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can make sure if they come to us, make sure and tell them what their rights are and what the landlord's rights are. And, you know, like there are some mediations as well these days. They could even go for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, people shouldn't be scared to st- or, or concerned about standing up for their rights. It's not going to, you know, it's very robust, the, the, these laws, yes. so that everyone knows exactly where they stand and is doing what they should be. Yeah. yeah. As you said, you know, it's always good to document stuff, like yeah. if you have any issues. Yeah, just Absolutely. photographic evidence yeah. and make sure you present it yeah. to the landlord mm-hmm. or if at all you have to go to the tenancy tribunal, yeah. make sure you have all the documents yeah. and, you know, like a timeline dated mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And also, even if you've had verbal conversations with them, yeah, it's always a good idea to write them all down and actually follow up a verbal conversation with an email and just say, just following up what we spoke about today. Yeah. And, and then put it all in writing. So then again, you've got all that documentation. You've got a timeline of what's happened. Absolutely. Um, you know, but you know, we'd like to think that most landlords and tenants do the right thing. Yes. And it's a small percentage, but it's just really good to know what your rights are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So shall we? Shall we just run through the how we're at what, Rogers House, one five five Princess Street. Ground floor, over the phone, 471-6166 or 0800-367-222. And our website is www.cab.org.nz. So, yes, come in any time about anything. We've always got lots of friendly um, volunteers who are very capable to, to help you. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.